You're listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. At Veg Your Best, I want to help you. I want to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach. And I know that if I could go vegan in my 50s, with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best, and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 148, Declare Your Vegan Independence. Happy birthday, America. Happy 4th of July. Happy, happy 4th of July. It's a holiday here in the U.S., and a good number of you are in the U.S. who typically listen every week. And for many of us, it's been, well, it's going to be, I'm I'm recording this actually on June 30th um, in advance of this episode dropping on the 4th of July. And it's been, uh, it's going to be a really long weekend because of the way the holiday falls on a Tuesday this year. And if you're in the northern hemisphere, don't let the long days fool you. The days are getting shorter. Yes, it's imperceptible at the moment, but by August, I guarantee you'll be noticing. And if you use a calendar, you know, this is halftime. The halfway point in the year, and if there was something, whatever it was, something you had said about six months ago that yeah, you definitely wanted to do this year. Well, this year is half over. I know. And if there was something, if there was something you said in the midst of last winter, or in the winter holidays, or in the crush of the school year, or when it was just so dark and gloomy and cold, and you thought, well, for example, you thought, I know, eating plant-based. I know I should add a lot more fruits and veggies. I know, but moving towards a vegan lifestyle is impossible in the winter. It's so much easier in summer. Well, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, it's summer. It's summer. Listen, before I was vegan, I've told you a million times, I was an excusitarian. That's that's an episode on excusitarianism. I think it was in the first 10 or so episodes way back in 2020. I was an excusitarian. And yes, I still have plenty, loads of excuses. They just aren't really about eating animals anymore. But the human condition is to have excuses. I mean, sometimes we call them reasons. Sometimes we call them explanations. Sometimes we call them, uh, what else we call them? Justifications, apologies, alibis, defenses, uh, rationales, pretexts, defenses, Cop-outs? Cop-outs. I have plenty of those. And there are reasons you may have these excuses. It's not that you don't have a reason. You know why you may still be regularly eating animals. You have excuses for why you're still possibly using animal products. I had plenty of excuses, explanations, justifications myself. But I just want to be here every week, every every week, every day, in some cases with Instagram and Facebook, 
I'm here to drip this in your ear. The idea that if you are someone, if you are someone that doesn't really want to eat animals, you can, you really, really can start limiting those quantities of meat, dairy, eggs, and fish. You can start decreasing the amount you're currently consuming. You can start adding in whole grains and veggies and fruits and mushrooms and seeds. You can choose to take breaks like a meatless work week or a 30-day vegan challenge. Uh, Some of my clients even stop by eating certain animals or certain categories of animals. You know, none of us, really no one I know, eats every single animal, right? Or every single part of an animal. Many of you already don't eat awful, right? Awful, O-F-F-A-L. Most of you don't eat uh, animal entrails, tripe and stomach, intestines, kidneys, livers. You know, I used to, I've talked about it here before, as a young one, I used to eat pickled pig's feet. And sometimes when people tell me, Michelle, humans are really carnivores. And then I find out they don't eat sweetbreads which is, I think, the pancreas, or they don't eat bone marrow or oxtails or brains. Yes, brains. You know, I'm just not that impressed with their definition of paleolithic carnivorism if they're only eating uh, these particular clean cuts of animal in plastic-wrapped boxes. So if someone tells me, Michelle, Michelle, at this time in my life, I want to eat parts of dead animals, okay? I can't really argue with that. That's a decision. If someone tells me, for the time being, Michelle, I want to eat the secretions of of animals, okay. I hear you, and I uh, I have no choice but to accept that, right? My little corner where I, where I sit in the vegan world, what I'm here for is when people aren't actually comfortable with those statements. When people say, yeah, you know, I know, I know in a perfect world, I actually don't want to eat animals. I don't want to uh, eat and drink their secretions. I really don't want that. But Michelle, what am I? supposed to do? How, how is that even going to work? What, what would that look like? It sounds completely impossible and hard and no fun and inconvenient. And yeah, yeah, I know my doctor has suggested I give it a try. And I know my family history, but I did. I tried it once. I just can't right now. I just can't. It's too much to take on. It's not like the only thing on my metaphorical plate right now. And of course, of course, I get that. That's why Veg Your Best exists. There are millions of us who are eating animals, supporting industrial animal agriculture, voting with our dollars every single day for clothing and cosmetics and home furnishings and accessories. We're not doing it because we've thought about it and truly want to make those choices. We're doing it because we've always done it. We're doing it because we've always done it that way. We've numbed ourselves out about it. We've decided that it seems too daunting to change. And besides, isn't that really just the way it is? Isn't that just the way we do things? Is it, isn't the way we've always done things? 
You know, my mom wasn't bad. My grandmother wasn't bad. You're not calling my culture or my tradition bad, are you? And I'm not. I'm not. But I do actually believe that most of the people I know uh, do not really want to eat animals and support the horrific treatment these animals experience in CAFOs. You know, do you remember CAFOs, concentrated animal feeding operations? Most people I talk to, most people I know, they do not want to be eating abused animals from these companies, which results in all sorts of filth and illness and contributes to toxic wastes that pollute the environment and threaten human health. Most of the people I know and talk to every single day love animals. They love them. They'd stop their car in a busy street to allow a snapping turtle to cross the road or try and nurse an injured bird back to health or reunite a fawn with its mother. And like me, for 50 plus years before I changed, they continue to eat mass-produced industrial animal flesh and secretions, not because they're bad people, but because they can't even imagine how it could be different. They can't even visualize what they, what they would do, how they would eat, what they would wear, what they'd sit on. They worry that their family and friends would either mock them or not support them. They fear it will take time and energy and money that's already in short supply. And maybe most of all, that it just won't be any fun at all. <laughs> you know, because we say, we say we need animal products for health or energy or strength, but what we mostly use those foods for, what we mostly use them for is distraction and fun or connection and celebration. And we also use that food as a sort of, oh, I guess you'd say an unconscious dopamine hit when we're tired, tense, bored, when we're at loose ends. When you think about food and the way it's working in your life, the way you think about it, what it's doing for you, most of us have a hard time imagining that we can really change it to be something as intentional as a vegan diet. So in honor of Independence Day here in the U.S., uh, I'd like to suggest that making a decision to intentionally limit, to intentionally eliminate the consumption of animal products in your life is a declaration of independence. Of course, it feels easier not to. Probably, right? It feels like, oh, who knows how that's even going to go if I stop eating eggs and dairy. What, what's that even going to look like if I no longer eat pigs or wear cows? What am I going to have to learn how to do that's already automatic for me? What will I have to explain to others? What will I have to prepare for? You know, maybe like me, you've always prided yourself on being, quote, a good guest, right? Do you know what that's like? I spoke with, I spoke with someone recently who's plant-based, uh, and she added that when she goes to someone's home, though, she is still a, quote, good guest, meaning she mostly eats what she's offered. 
and I definitely did that during my excusatarian phase. And I know, I know some vegans are going to say that's hypocritical or that's wrong. And I say it's part of the process for most of us. Most of us do not want to burn everything down to make things better. Veg your best means exactly the opposite of burning everything down. But it can mean making a decision about what future you want to create for yourself, what you want to start building, and how you want to offer your choices to others, and what you want to underwrite, and what you want to pay for. Now, so often I hear the point of view that, well, there are no perfect vegans, you know. You can't go through this life without having harmed any being. Uh, but that's like saying, that's like saying since you can't read everything, there's no point in reading. Or because you can't be sure you'll never tell a fib or a lie, there's no point in teaching children to be honest. It's like saying because you can't be sure every single child on earth is nourished, educated, and loved, given medical attention, that we should just not bother. I ate animals, and I bought animal products for decades. And I think I knew what was at stake, but I also believed it was more or less impossible to do anything about it. I was wrong. I was wrong, and if the only way to be vegan was that I became completely compliant from day one, overnight, I don't think I'd be vegan right now, probably. Because I was taught to eat animals. I learned how to eat animals. I taught my children to eat animals. I was indoctrinated into that way of life over years and decades. And then I indoctrinated others that way. And bit by bit, bit by bit, I started to think, hmm, maybe, maybe, may, maybe, <laughs> maybe. That's how little this thought started out. Maybe I could move away from all that old programming. Maybe that old idea that just because it was tradition, just because that's how we had always done it, just because it seemed normal, I did know it was harmful. And I did know that just because eating animals was almost literally woven into the fabric of my culture and family and celebrations, I did know. I could tell it was cruel. If you or someone you love is ready to start or restart or re-energize your vegan practice for your health, for our fellow earthlings, for our planet, please let me cheer you on. Please let me cheer you on for the next six months of 2023. Yes, I know you have a full plate. Most of us do. There are all kinds of commitments we have. There are emergencies we need to attend to. There are pressures of everyday life that mean we cannot just move to an ashram and have monks make us delicious vegan food and leave it on our table while we meditate. We're living in the real world. And we're halfway through 2023. And I can hear you. I know, I know, I know. If only things weren't so crazy right now, Michelle, then I'd have the time. I'd have the space to figure this out. 
there's that thought you've got that you'll get to it. You will. You'll get to it when life eases up so you can finally focus on this process. But waiting for real life to let up before you even start limiting animal products, this is not a vegan recipe that will work. It isn't. Being plant-based, creating a vegan practice is not, how do I say this? It's not going to be sustainable if you can only practice it under perfect conditions. Because the moment life picks up, and trust me, it will pick up. It always, always does. So will your old habits of eating meat and dairy, eggs, fish, change Lasting change, that's when you learn how to incorporate your new vegan choices, your new plant-based choices, when you learn how to incorporate them with the challenges of your real life, your messy life, your overbooked, overwhelmed, under-resourced life. Whatever you want to really change will only work when you figure out how to make the best possible choice today in this life that you already have. Now, maybe when you're listening to this, you've been on a long holiday weekend in the U.S. or you're gearing up for a summer road trip or time with friends or family. And it seems like, you know, you know, today is not the day and I am not the one to go vegan. But I think it's the perfect time to veg your best. I think it's the perfect time, no matter what's going on, to practice some of the choices uh, that are involved in it. Not Some of the choices, not only of opting out of animal products, but of declaring your independence about yourself in all sorts of ways. Your real life. Your real life is ultimately where everything you want will actually have to fit. Your relationships, your interests, your career, your loved ones, your health, your community, they all have to work in your real life life. And to me, that's the beauty of coaching. Coaching is the best way I know to learn how to incorporate change into your real life, the life you have right now with all its problems and all the people and all the paperwork and all the filing and all of it. I think coaching gives you, gives me, gives everyone who goes through with the structure and the accountability and the fun to help you bring more of what you value most into the life you already have. And it's not by burning it all down. It's not by running away or restricting and giving up what you have or doing without or uh, leaving your friends and family, but by making friends with the power of Small steps, small steps as you decide what you want and you learn how to orient your life, continually orienting. We, you don't have one process, one book, one uh, kit. You're always fine-tuning your life and I can help you by vegging your best. Now, okay, if your doctor has told you or your loved one they need to make big, big changes towards a plant-based diet, yes, your doctor's told you there are probably lab results, there's probably all kinds of science 
that's telling you the steps need to be bigger and more strategic. But even then, even then, having a coach to help support the behavior change that's been prescribed by a physician, that can be one of really helping you move towards feeling independent and feeling um, agency on what you want to create in your health and not to feel so much about limitation or restriction or dependence, which so many people feel when they've gotten a, uh, a diagnosis that requires some, some changes like this. It's a cliche. It's a cliche, I know, but vegans every single day say the same thing. The only regret is not having gone vegan long before. And you know, as I record this today on June 30th, 2023, this is the last day of the annual Yulin Festival. And if you're interested, uh, if you're interested at all in this podcast, you may know uh, about the Yulin Festival that in brief, it's a tradition of torturing and eating what most Americans, most Westerners consider to be companion animals in our, in our mindset. And I won't discuss details here, but it is an excellent example of how what one person or culture considers unconscionable treatment of an animal may be considered quite acceptable or necessary or culturally appropriate or traditional to another. And that's because of the thoughts we have. These are the beliefs we have. They've been wired into us and we've practiced them uh, depending on where we live or where we come from. And you know what? Many of us don't realize we can change those beliefs. We can rewire those beliefs. That is the magic of these human brains of ours. And it's the secret to the universe. It really is. When we can begin practicing this and reinstalling the thoughts we want in our brains, everything changes. And yes, it does feel artificial. It does feel cumbersome until, until it starts to feel easy, until it starts to feel normal. And you don't need me or anyone else to write that software in your brain. Coaches help you create the practice of writing your own software, writing your own operating system. So if your thoughts are, uh, for example, that not eating meat, dairy, eggs, and fish is going to be hard, that it's going to be isolating and restrictive and no fun, yeah, I guarantee you behavior change in this area will feel terrible. Coaching can give you the tools and the resources to start putting into place the ideas that take advantage of your brain's neuroplasticity. It doesn't matter how old you are. You have the ability, as long as your brain is still creating thoughts on its own, your brain, you can create independence with that brain. You can declare your own independence in every area of your life, depending on your commitment to creating a practice of being in charge as much as you can of what you think. Did you know that you can think something and go, oh, I just thought something. I was just thinking, I don't know how I'm going to travel next week and not eat meat, fish, dairy, and eggs. 
huh, I could just accept that that thought came into my head and just go, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Or I could interrogate that thought. That's what coaching does. We help you interrogate the thought and decide, yeah, right now I am thinking that. I wonder what else I could think. Maybe I could think I have not had that much trouble in most of my trips or it only is a real problem in some cases. We can start to interrogate those thoughts and install slightly different thoughts that make us feel a little bit less defeated. Your independence in every area of your life depends on creating that practice of being in charge as much as you can of what you want to think about creating a vegan practice. And even if you've failed before, even if you've been putting it off, coaching can get you the traction and the momentum. And before you know it, I'm telling you, you have created a future where those new actions and choices just feel normal. Really, really. If that's something you want, please let me know. If that's something you're not sure you want, you know what? Why not get on the phone? We'll talk about it. Veg Your Best is my podcast. It's also the method that I use. But you decide your goal. Even if you think you're not sure whether you want to just try limiting meat or eliminating dairy, maybe you just want to be plant-based until dinner time, or you only want to eat animals when you're at your mom's house on Sunday, let's get on a call. Let's get on a call to see how the coaching process can help you do what you say you want to do and then build that trust in yourself. And you can do this before September rolls around. You could be good at it by the time September rolls around. And it's a process you will use for the rest of your life because to retrain your brain, that's how you create change in any part of your life. So that to me is real independence. Knowing that you can make your own choices. You can pursue your own life, liberty, and happiness. And you don't do it by being perfect. You don't do it by already knowing exactly what you're going to do or having the kit or having the book or having the uh, recipes or the list of smoothie ingredients or waiting for the right time for that matter. You do it by showing up day by day and making the next best choice. You veg your best. So happy 4th of July, Americans. Happy summer to all of you in the Northern Hemisphere. It's half time. It's half time 2023. And we all know anything can still happen. So let's go, okay? Let's go. Let's talk. Let's put together a plan that September you, you in September, September you is going to be so happy that you decided to start today. And until next week, kids, veg your best. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast 
and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.